Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world on HBO Pay-Per-View. Ladies and gentlemen, from Mandalay Bay, Las Vegas, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Hello sports fans and thank you for listening to the TTM Sports Show. The sports podcast that's by the fans, for the fans. Where you can guarantee explosive debate, trending topics, big interviews and guests, and regular uploads. Proudly sponsored by Prestige Paving and Patios and Anstis Grounds and Gardens. So strap yourself in for the latest episode of the TTM Sports Show. Hello and welcome to episode number 72 of the TTM Sports Show. My name is James. And my name is James. And together we are TTM Sports. Now... On this episode, we have a guest that's probably one of the biggest guests that we've ever had on the show. A little over six months ago, most football fans would probably never heard of the name Thomas Seinfeld. Well, over the last few months, you would definitely have heard this name if you were a major football fan, as the current reigning manager of The Gambia joins us tonight on the show. Uh, A brief bit of history about Thomas, his, his The Gambia nation have just finished an absolutely incredible quarter-finalist position within the current AFCON Cup. Those that don't know AFCON, that is the African Cup of Nations, only getting beat 2-0 by eventual semi-finalists and hosts Cameroon. Thomas, we're delighted to be joined by you. Uh, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you very much. Uh, nice being in your show. Hope you're doing fine too, guys. We're very yeah. good. We're very good. Um Tom Thomas, uh, for those who don't know, Thomas Sanfate is the uh, national team manager of the Gambia, um, who have just come straight off the back of a very successful African Cup of Nations tournament in which they reached the quarterfinals, um, competing in the tournament for the first time in their history as well. Unbelievable story. Um, Thomas, firstly, um, 
AFCON, what an experience. Um, did it exceed the expectations? Um, yes and no. Um, naturally, we never played. You have to uh, know a little bit about Gambia. Uh, we were Gambia in 65 years football. They never qualified for any major tournament. Um, so we had no experience on that level. When I arrived, I said earlier, we were 172 in the world. Uh, when we qualified, we were 157 in the world. We were the worst ever ranked team, FIFA ranked team to play in the Africa Cup in history. Uh, so all these predictions were clear that we had no reputation to get uh, some good results. On the other side, um, we, we had the last three and a half years since my arrival really good results. We first, we had two draws against Algeria. We beat Morocco in a away match and in our qualification, we came out of the pre-qualification because we were ranked by the worst eight African countries in the continent. We drew twice against Djibouti, but won with penalties. And then we came in a qualification, very tough group with uh, Gabon at that time, I think 83 in the world, uh, Dior Congo, uh, 57, uh, 56, and um, also um, Angola, 120 in the world. And we won that group, surprisingly. And all these three other teams, they played also in the Africa Cup in 2019. So we had proven before the tournament to be very competitive with the strong nations in African football. And when we started the tournament, I told clear to our players, we are here to to try to make a miracle come true. We 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 made uh, motivational videos with our goals, with uh, some good slogans. We showed them the success of the 1992 Euros of Denmark, who became surprisingly winner. The 2004 uh, victory Greece. of Greece in the European Championship, surprising cup winner. And the 2012 uh, victory of, of Zambia in the Africa Cup. So we, we prepared the players uh, to be successful. Uh, we were not there to to be only participating. We really wanted to compete and and to get the maximum of it. But you never know uh, before a tournament that you can reach the quarterfinal in your first approach and 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 sixth from twenty four countries who were competing. I think it's wonderful. Now, just before James takes over with this analytical aspect of of, of the interview with myself, more of an emotive subject, really. Um, you I'm a Liverpool fan, and as far as I'm concerned, the greatest manager in the world is Jurgen Klopp. A factor of Jurgen Klopp's success as manager of Liverpool is his man management style. As a player, if I played for, for Jurgen Klopp, I'd run through brick walls for him. I'd do anything for him because he makes you feel loved. He makes you feel respected, wanted, and that you can go and do a good job for your nation. Now, our team, sorry. I get that feeling with you. Um, I, I get that feeling when I watched a video of yourself, um, one of the games before the uh, the Af one of the Afcon games, and I saw you saying, "We are Gambia. We have to be proud. We must go out there." I honestly, I was in my kitchen, and this is the truth here. Now, I was having a cup of coffee before work, and I went, "Christ, he's uh, he's really getting." I wanted to run out for Gambia, and I was in England. So as far as I'm concerned. Um, I think you're a really, really top, top, top guy. Now, B71 Sandoy, for our listeners that don't know, is in the Faroe Islands. Now, one of our regular guests that we have on is Ellie Heinzer, and we've all heard the incredible story of the three-year tale of when year one, B71, got promoted. Year two, they won the league. In year three, they then got relegated, which is one of football's unbelievably best-kept secrets, in, in my opinion, of, of, of that wonderful fairy tale up there. 
Um, what what are your memories of P seventy one Sandoy and and of course of, of Ellie, who we all love? Yeah, yeah. First of all, thanks for uh, um, talking about my speech. Um, yeah, people management or men management. I try also to uh, to to take a lot of energy and efforts in that. It's not only my beard and my glasses. What reminds of a Jurgen Klopp? Um, yep. <laughs> if I had a little bit more hair or a cap, it would be even more. <laughs> Uh, but uh, no B-71 behind uh, Fjörs, if you want to say it in Ferrish, um, has a very special place in my heart. I mean, I was 27, 28 um, when I could start uh, for the first time full professional uh, coaching. I started my coaching career on the age of 24 in Belgium as a head coach. So I was the manager of a, of a first team in, in Belgium, but in the lower leagues. Uh, and then with Fairway, with Fairway with B71, it was the first time I could uh, work full time, and um, I really fell in love already before that because I played in Fairway for some uh, short period uh, with Klaxvik and Twerer. Um, but in B71, my coaching career could got a great start, and I worked with Eddie Hansen and with a lot of very interesting uh, younger and more experienced players. And yeah, it was the right step in, in, in that period in my career. And um, really, I have only brilliant memories. It's beautiful country, Fairlands. Uh, I can talk days and, and weeks about it. I can be a tour guide in Fairlands because it's so beautiful. The people are so nice, but also football-wise. I mean, so well-organized for 51,000 people, uh, 27 clubs. Everyone has a fantastic uh, infrastructure with artificial grass pitch. Everyone appoint a full-time uh, youth coach. Uh, everyone loves football. Football, very committed, very disciplined, well organized, and it's a pleasure to work for a young coach and even for a older coach in Fairlands. And, and my opportunity to work that time, Eli Hansen was the chairman who appointed me, but in the meantime, he was also one of my players. So it was yeah, quite yeah, funny, yeah. but it was a fantastic experience. And Eli and he I are still us. in contact. So, uh, yeah, he told a, me he's been the groundsman, he's been the youth coach, the national team assistant manager, the chairman, probably the treasurer at some point, Ellie, and no doubt we'll catch up soon. But James, over to you. Yeah, so interesting, like talking about B71 now, B71 Sandoy in the Faroe Islands was the first time, I believe, you ever um, encountered Gambian football because you were able to bring a, a Gambian player over from the Gambia to come and play for you in the Faroe Islands. Now, um, it brings me on to what what um, fascinates me most about your your squad with Gambia at the moment is the the widespread of where the players are based. So mm -hmm. I, I've I've had a look, and these are the these are the countries where you've got players available in in your squad. So Hungary, Italy, Switzerland, Portugal, South Korea, Sweden, Spain, the United Arab Emirates, Belarus, England, Belgium. Um, and Denmark, you've got players in all of those countries. How difficult is it to put together a squad when you've got so many players spread across such a wide area? Yeah, my, first of all, my, my, my first love for, for Gambia started exactly in, in, in Sandoy. Um, I brought in my second season, uh, Mustafa Kamalandao, the first African player in, in Faroe Islands. Uh, I brought him to, to, to the club and he played later also for, also for B68 Toftier. 
Uh, and with him, I came in touch with more Gambian players and my passion for Gambia started. I had to wait many years to get the opportunity to become national team coach. And when I started, um, I analyzed the players' potential. The first year I lived full-time with my family in, uh, in uh, Gambia. I watched a lot of local league matches, even lower league matches there, social league matches, to get an idea about uh, the football qualities. Naturally, the first base uh, of, of, of players was also based off, off, of the, the coach before me and my assistant coach, a local guy. Uh, and step by step, I was ranked thanks to the internet screening and finding new players. In the last three and a half years, 34 uh, players made their debut since my arrival. Not all of them made it uh, on the end uh, to be a regular in the national team. But I, I traveled around. I went to Norway, Sweden, Denmark, uh, Germany, uh, France, uh, Belgium, Holland, naturally, Spain, Italy, Switzerland. I traveled all around to meet players, to watch them playing in their club. And then, um, very important to know, is I didn't uh, always select the best players, but the best team. I, I had my philosophy what was needed uh, when I took over Gambia. Gambia didn't win for five years a competitive match. My first match we drew with Algeria, my second we drew with Togo, and the fourth match we won against Benin. So we got quite soon the results, but we wanted to improve uh, the standard of football. So we were looking from what type of players we need for which positions. So I traveled around and we have players, as you mentioned, in Italy who play Serie A for Bologna, Sampdoria, uh, AS Roma. Uh, but we have also players in, in third division in Italy and we have players in fifth division in Switzerland and in, in fourth division in Denmark or fourth division in, in Sweden, in England. Um, so some of our players who play in, in the top leagues of the countries, some of the lower leagues. And I really don't care so much about where a player plays as long as he has the quality and the discipline to execute what is needed on the pitch. Another important thing is a lot of managers, coaches, they say from hey, but the player has to play on club level. And for me, that was never important. I prefer a player to play on club level, but I have no control over over a player and his club. I mean, uh, you as a club coach can want a wingback who is very offensive, overlapping, giving crosses. And I can, as national team coach, want the opposite. And then my player is maybe not in your squad. He's sitting on the bench, but he could be the perfect guy for my system and my philosophy. So I really was looking for players all over the world. I have a list of more than 130 Gambians all over the world, even players in the United States, in Bangladesh, in Argentina, uh, in Morocco, in South Africa, and in many European places. Um, and, and I was really looking for what type of players can I use and which are the suitable guys to get the best results. So without giving, um, sorry, James, without, without giving too much away, uh, Thomas, what uh, its root basics, um, what, what is the philosophy of the Gambian side what you've gone in there of pretty much a blank canvas it couldn't have you couldn't have made it worse than you know they haven't won a competitive game for five years um what was the when you went in there and you had to you know almost like a blank team sheet what what's what's thomas sonfi looking for from his sides yeah first of all um just like many african teams and many teams in the world uh, the fashion is to play attacking football and preferable tika taka i think uh, Gordiola. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. 
We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Um, together with Barcelona, Ajax and Manchester City, they raped all football in the world because uh, there are only three and even they can't win everything with good football. It's not realistic to play attacking football and win games. Uh, Manchester City spent billions and can't win the Champions League. Barcelona mm. has missed now a lot of players and can't win also anything. And Ajax can do it on club level, but internationally not. So when you when I stepped in, people were loving attacking football, nice combinations. But if you love attacking football, you play attacking football and you lose games by 4-0 against Cameroon, 4-0 against South Africa, and then you have to consider if that's the right strategy to win because the moment you are in professional football and for sure in national team football, it's the result what counts. You have three, four, five, six matches a year and, and they will decide the future of your football, the development and uh, also the value of players. I mean, if a country never qualifies for the tournament, less players will get opportunities to become professional. If a player play big, uh, country play big tournaments, it's a, it's a, it's a good uh, market for, for, for your professional players to get brought and better contracts. So I said, okay, we're going to change the approach. And if you build a house, Everyone would like to have a nice painting on the wall. Everyone would like to have a flat screen on the wall. But first, you need a strong fundament. You need a very good concrete construction, a strong building, uh, what doesn't collapse uh, by a storm or in difficulties. And the same is in a football team. So what I did was first to have a concrete, very good structure in the organization. What do we do when we lose the ball? How do we defend? If you lose always in five years' time, almost every match, yeah, the first thing is not to lose. And the second thing is, if you analyze the Gambian players, um, we have a lot of wingers, a lot of offensive players um, on high level. Uh, and their quality is most of the time a lot of speed in their actions. By the way, in modern football, most of the, the teams score goals in transition, in counter-attack football, or in set pieces, standard situations. So w- what I did was a good organization, a good defensive structure, um, but also immediately with a philosophy how to attack and how to use our, our best qualities the speed and if you defend uh, let's say 10-50 meters from your own 16 on your own half you invite the opponent to come to your half but it's not a defensive way not to lose it's really a system to win because we create space behind the defense of our opponents we we try to force our opponents to make mistakes their wing backs maybe go too high up maybe one of the central defenders infiltrate in our in our midfield and then we want aggressive ball recovery and a fast transition over over the wings um, with the speed we have and a lot of people who will come very fast out that's the basic strategy of the of the game and you saw that already in the, if you saw our games and and that's the way we played the last three and a half years and in three and a half years we won our 14 matches uh, we drew six and we lost nine uh, but we played only twice against a nation who was lower in the FIFA ranking than us and all the other countries. We beat Tunisia, number 30 in the world. Uh, we beat um, uh, so many other nations in the top 100 of, of the world ranking. And um, yeah, the, the, 
that's a suitable system to get results, but also with the quality of players we have. And not everyone likes it. I mean, even after getting the results, we had six in Africa Cup for the first time in the history of the country competing there. And still people would like to see attacking football. But I mean, if we play attacking football in this moment of time against these opponents, we will lose our matches just like before. So it's very important that we play a realistic football. Uh, another important part is there, uh, scoring as late as possible. And that sounds ridiculous, but it's huge importance. If you score in the first minute against Tunisia, you know that such big countries, they will push and they will equalize and even win. And uh, sometimes even can can be the support of, of outside factors, the fans, the, 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 the referees and everything can have a, a negative effect. Uh, impact if you if you score too early against them but how later you can score in a match how more difficult it is to for an opponent to react and uh, in AFCON we scored two goals in extra time and since I'm a national team coach of Gambia we scored nine goals in extra time and about 10 other goals we scored in the last uh, quarter of the match so um, it's really a, a tactical approach and and players execute it well but the reason they execute is because from day one, when we did it, we had immediately results. And players are also smart. If they feel this is the right way to get us the right results, we do it. If we would lose our first two, three matches in this approach, no one would execute it. But it's a cooperation uh, between the players and staff, and it works well right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just a, just a quick one. You mentioned that um, getting results, let's say the unfancied way, isn't what, let's be honest, the the football connoisseur would like, but let's be the, the football purist. You, your job is to go into the Gambia, improve football. But first of all, which you've done, big massive tick. If you don't, if you're not in the running for FIFA Manager of the Year, it's a travesty in a, in a lot of opinions. Absolutely, you know, that's, that's, that's a fact, no doubt. Uh, you also say that you have a a pool of around 130 players. It's a shame I never met you before, Tom, because in 2014, we we live in a tiny town in the middle of southwest of England, near the city of Bath, which is near Bristol. And um, we used to work for a supermarket, myself and James, before we, we left that world. We used to work in a supermarket and we organised a football game against another supermarket at the local football club. In our supermarket, one of our friends was a Gambian central midfielder called Francis Gomez. I've never seen anything as close to Yaya Torre in my life. He was um, so athletic. Humility of his nature is unbelievable. So I just want to give a shout out to Francis Gomez, who I will talk to in the future and say, look, Francis, we've had Tom on, you know, your national team manager, and he'll love that. But uh, going forward now, your, your, I mean, your career, James was telling me earlier, he goes, I, I, we all know that you've managed a lot of teams and got some massive experiences around the world of different cultures, different people, and you know everything that that entails. What's what's been some of the most uh, incredible things that have ever happened to you around, like you know things in Bangladesh or even the Caribbean? What what's some funny stories, anything like that that you've got? Yeah, first of all, I think um, I'm I'm very happy with the way the career rent till now i mean i'm 48 years old 24 25 years coaching um and and actually there are moments that you 
you want something different. Uh, the reason I have many jobs is also because I, I, I was many times appointed on a short-term deal because, yeah. for instance, Bangladesh could only offer, offer a three-month contract because they had no budget. Same happened with Malawi, three-month contract, Ethiopia, five-month contract. And the outside uh, impression is, on, hey, the guy doesn't stay long somewhere. But I finished most of the time my contracts, but some countries, when they had no qualification games anymore for five, six, seven to eight months, they were not yeah. willing to appoint a coach. They were not seeing the need of paying someone um, if there were no matches. And the outside world doesn't understand that. So that's something sometimes what I had to explain or people don't understand or judge. But I think from every step I, I did from starting in, in, in Faroe Islands, what I still love is one of the most beautiful countries I ever worked in, ones I would love to return to Faroe Islands. I, that's still in my mind. And in the past, I applied once or twice uh, for the national team coaching job there. That would be also an honor, sure, with my reputation as a coach of underdog teams uh, to achieve more out of less. Um, um, but then I went to, uh, then I, after Faroe I went to Qatar. Uh, that was the start wow. of the start. I was 30 years old. I was and assistant uh, manager, assistant coach of Walter Meyers, former national team coach of Belgium. And um, there was the league with Hierro, Guardiola, Batistuta, Effenberg, Kanija, Frank LeBeuf. And I was 30 years old and it helped me in working on a higher level. And again, so every step was, was quite important. But I had I had one one special dream was to become a national team coach. And, and yeah. the big dream is still there. Uh, to go to World Cup as national team coach. So, uh, but my first job in, in, in Namibia in 2008 as national team coach was naturally fantastic. Just like Ailey Hansen and, and B71 gave me that opportunity to open the door from becoming a professional coach, professional manager. The same importance was it in 2008 to get an eight to get that first national team coaching job in, in Namibia. And I got immediately results, got a good reputation, got an extension, and then more countries were interested. But sometimes you need that luck to get the right moment, the right time. But sometimes yeah. I had also bad luck. In, in 2012, I was appointed technical director of Nigerian Football Federation. Um, uh, there was JJ Okocha, Victor Ikpeba, Garbalawal, who appointed me as technical committee. And then two months later, the Minister of Sports said, I don't want a foreigner in the job. And in 2016, I was also shortlisted for the national team coaching job of the Super Eagles in the run to the World Cup of uh, 2018. Right. And uh, I had even an agreement, but then the, the president of Federation, Pinnick, he didn't want me. So these are sometimes, you have sometimes luck, you have beautiful moments, you have some bad moments. Yeah. But um, so I, I have, I, I remember most of the time the, the great moments, the great moments of working in different cultures with different people. I worked in Yemen in, in a difficult time when, when, when there was already some kind of civil war, when there were um, fights with tribes, when there were Al-Qaeda and kidnapping and these kinds of things, the South uh, in Yemen and the North Yemen. But it's one of the most beautiful countries I worked in. The people are amazing. And I, I got really supported by a federation, by the players and the staff. I'm still in touch with them and I got even twice the request to return. So right. some Sometimes for the outside world, it, it doesn't look so special. But when you work somewhere in, in the cooperation with people, and it helped me to become the person I am right now as a human being, but also as a coach. You learn from other cultures, you learn from other people, and you learn also from your own mistakes. I'm uh, 20 years ago, 
I was in Faroe Islands. I'm not close anymore to the, the manager, the coach I was that time because I made such a development, not only because of studying, I got all the degrees, uh, the, the, the pro license and everything, but also because of the experiences. So, But maybe to give you one example, and I, I like to tell it, it's a crazy one about, and that's a famous guy, about Che Adebayor. Uh, that time he was Tottenham Hotspur player and I had him uh, in, in Togo in my national team and it was my first qualification match against Liberia and uh, six days before we would play a, f- a friendly against Ghana with that time Alvin Grant former Chelsea manager yeah. as the coach and on Sunday um, uh, a week before our first match against Ghana uh, I call up players and everyone is in the hotel except one, no Adebayor. And on Monday we train and, and everyone is there. And we had, I had players, Alexis Romao from, from Olympic Marseille, uh, Floyd Taite uh, from Fulham, uh, Dosevi from Olympiacos Piraeus, uh, Gakpe from Genoa. So I had a lot of good players, uh, but Adebayor was naturally the big star. Tuesday, he was not on training. Monday, he was not on training. Tuesday, he was not on training. Wednesday, we trained 11 against 11, but I had only 10, so 11 against 10. Um, and every training, we around 5,000 people in the stadium watching our training in the stands because we trained in the National Stadium and a lot of journalists. And after 40 minutes, there comes a motorcycle into the training, in, in the pitch, in the stadium, on the, on the, on the, on the track, um, with two wheels in front, one wheel in the back, a guy sitting in a black leather suit on it with such a German helmet on, and public start uh, m- making noise. And I'm standing opposite side uh, to, to coach my, my 11 against 10 at that moment of time. A guy steps out, he do his leather clothes off. And we trained every day in different colors. The one green shirt, red pants, yellow socks. And the other day, was it red pants and oh, red shirt or green? It changed always. But the guy had exactly the same colors on as that day the training was. He runs over the pitch and, and comes to me and say, Hi, coach. I'm She Emmanuel Adebayor. I said, I know that. Uh, <laughs> so he, intro- he introduced himself to me. Uh, he asked, can I train with the team? I said, I expected you uh, already a few days ago in the camp. In theory, I would send him home, but there were 5,000 people in the stadium, and a lot of television cameras. So I said, make a warming up with the physical coach, and then you play with the team with 10. And after training, please come to the hotel. Uh, then we can talk a little bit. It's good, coach, he said. He goes on the pitch, he does warming up, he, he comes in the game. Fantastic. Best player I ever worked with. So skillful, so athletic. Great. Uh, Wednesday evening, after training, no Adebayor in the hotel. Yeah. Thursday, <laughs> Thursday, no Adebayor in the hotel, no Adebayor on training. Friday, we play against 11 against 11. And one minute after we start training, who comes? Adebayor. He trains with us. And after training, he said, coach, I'm ready for Monday for the friendly against Ghana. I said, no, I don't think so. But coach, I'm, I'm Adebayor. I'm, I'm the captain of the team. I'm a former Arsenal, Real Madrid, Tottenham right now. Uh, I said, no, but if you're the captain of the team, you have to be with the team. I cannot tell my players, you have to stay in the hotel, not drink alcohol, no women in the rooms and everything, but you stay in your own house. Uh, I cannot sell that. I'm re- responsible for the whole team, not for one person. Uh, yeah, but uh, I will come with my private plane to Ghana and I can sit on the bench. I said, I don't need you. And we went to Ghana. We went by bus. They told me it would be a trip of two hours. Uh, but we drove six hours 
because there were problems with visa and everything. And Adebayor was there uh, in the stadium. We are just before uh, the match in the stadium and someone knocks on the door and my media officer locks the door and say, that's Adebayor. And Adebayor went to the dressing room of, of uh, Ghana, sitting with Alvin Grant and with uh, Asamu Wangian and everyone. He was sitting watching the game in the stands, but he didn't play. And the day after, on a Tuesday it was, we came together again in, in Togo in, in the camp in the hotel to start the preparation for the Sunday qualification match against Liberia. And who was the first one in the hotel? Adebayor, Adebayor. who was the first one at breakfast, the first one uh, for training, the first one at lunch, the first one, Adebayor. And he, he was a perfect example and he did exactly what I wanted. And we won the game 2-1 with a goal of Adebayor. So that's, um, that's, uh, that's one of the crazy experiences, not easy because you are just new in a country um, because he's a fantastic person and he's a fantastic player. Uh, even the last years, I'm still in touch with him. And in 2018, we played with Gambia and, and he came to me to hug me and everything. Huge respect for him and he for me. But as a coach, as a manager, I'm responsible for a whole team and I cannot uh, make different rules uh, for different players. That's maybe a crazy story, but I think it was interesting. I love yeah, it. No, that, I, I'm, I love I'm a Tottenham it. fan, um, Thomas, as well. So, uh, you know, I've, I, I, I've had my ups and downs with Adi Bayor. So, uh, you know, because he obviously played for Arsenal and then he, of course, come to Tottenham. And I, and I never, I, I always found it difficult to dislike him. No, he's a fantastic player. And he's, he's, a, he's a very good person also in art. And the only problem sometimes is that because he's so good, um, he, no one will tell him not to do things. He, he, mm. he has the freedom. He, he has more power almost than the president of the country. Um, yeah. Everyone respecting him as a diplomatic pass. He, 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 he's a king. He's, he's, a, he, he's a fantastic guy, a fantastic person. But naturally in sport. Uh... It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You have a team performance and, 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 and there are guidelines for, for the whole team. And yeah, because all the other players are also good players. I mean, they play also for Marseille, Olympiacos, Fulham, Genoa. So where is then the border? What you can accept from which player? So as a, as a manager, as a coach, you try to, to manage it. And that's not always easy, but I think you have to be uh, straight and correct to everyone. Because if you lose control over that, you lose the whole team. And, and you can never win uh, with an individual. You can only win games with, with, with a team. I think that's excellent because um, you're right. I mean, obviously, the players would have looked at you and they would have thought, okay, so Emmanuel Adebayor is the big time Charlie, as it were, is what we say in this country. Um, how, how's he going to handle this? Let's see. And to be fair to you, you've done the right thing. Now, obviously, we've been chatting now for about 25 minutes already. And I said in the, I said in the build up to the interview, um, off air, as it were, I said, it would be no more than 20 minutes. And time goes so, so fast. So what no, I am going to no. do. No, no problem. We have more time. Don't worry. We can talk much more. Lovely, because we enjoy talking. And what I will do now is hand it back over to James, because, uh, as I say, he's the more 
tactical, analytical man, even though on Football Manager, I did win the World Cup with England legitimately. Um, but I, I will hand it back over to James because he's a bit better than me. <laughs> um, one thing I did want to ask you, Thomas, as well, um, obviously being like geographically where the Gambia is, um, you're effectively landlocked inside Senegal. So what, what, what footballing influence does Senegal have over the Gambia? And, and will it benefit you that Senegal have now gone on to win AFCON? Um, obviously, that they're a big powerhouse, footballing powerhouse in, in Africa. Yeah. Um, do you benefit from that at all? Uh, for, no, I don't think from this victory that Gambia will benefit. I think Gambia will benefit of our own performance ending sixth uh, as, 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 as very low-ranked team. But um, the influence, I, the Gambian people and the Senegalese people are the same. I mean, that's one, one, one kind of people, same background, even similar language, except that Senegal is French and uh, the Gambia is English, but they have local languages who are uh, the same and, and the people are in theory the same. So the physical structure of players is, is similar. The only thing is that Senegal is much bigger and is about 20 to 30 years ahead. Don't forget that Senegal uh, played already in the 80s and in the 90s uh, African Cup football, uh, had professional players all over Europe in the, in the 80s and the 90s already with big clubs in Belgium and France. Um, and actually in 2006... Uh, no, 2002 World Cup with Bruno yeah. Matsu, the French coach, reaching the quarterfinal, beating, beating France. That's 20 years ago. I mean, mm. Gambia, we have now just played our first tournament. So, I mean, we even don't talk about the World Cup. Senegal had 20 years ago already quarterfinal of the World Cup. So they are much ahead of us. They are a bigger nation, have better infrastructure. Um, they have a, a, a bigger league, a stronger league, more financial uh, qualities. If a Gambian player performs well in, in Gambia, he can make always a move to the Senegalese league and earn three, four to ten times more in Senegal than in Gambia. Um, and, and that's actually a problem. A Gambian professional earns 30 US dollars a month. Uh, that's sometimes not, we can't understand that in Europe, but yeah. 30 US dollars a month is a normal salary uh, in, in Gambia. A policeman earns 50 US dollars a month in Gambia. So in Senegal, they pay 300, 250, uh, 400 US dollar for, for a player. So their level is higher. But for many years, Gambians were looking up to, to, to the big brother of Senegal. And, and in the big tournaments, sure, they had to support uh, Senegal. And for the first time in history, we were also on the tournament. In the first round, Senegal had five points. One win, two draws, scored one goal and conceded zero. But Gambia had seven points in a difficult group with Tunisia, Mali and Mauritania. Uh, three goals scored, one conceded, only a penalty goal conceded. Um, so I think now Gambia can say, hey, okay, Senegal is champion of Africa. Fantastic performance. Great job of Alio Sisse and all the people around him. Uh, but something what was expectable because... Don't forget, Senegal played also the final in 2019 and lost it against strong Algeria, but finally, and now champion, uh, you could feel that they were close to, to achieve that. Um, we just started it, and in our first approach, we ended six. 
now we have to focus on ourselves and uh, it will motivate young players in Gambia even more to, to start playing football and yeah. getting more chances abroad. I'm 100% sure. Also more clubs in Europe will look for Gambian players. But the most tough thing is now to maintain the level and to improve the level uh, because it won't be easy. We have to play in, in March again pre-qualification for, for the Africa Cup because they did the draw before the, the new FIFA ranking was out. So we were still under 50 in the world. And we still um, are by the worst eight countries in the world in last month's uh, FIFA ranking. So we have to play chat. And, and even that's not easy. We are now guaranteed to get past it. So now the work starts again from scratch. And yes, Senegal is at the moment miles ahead. But hopefully the coming 10 years, we can come closer to them. Well, Tom, I mean, one thing you can one thing that you can probably take from it as well, though, is the other nations in Africa would have took note of that. They would have took note, and the one thing that you've got is togetherness and spirit. Again, as a Liverpool fan with Jurgen Klopp, that 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 was the biggest difference. It was the mental change. It was a change of yes, we can. Yes, mm -hmm. we will. And it was given them belief. When you turn up to Chad, they'll know that. They'll know that, and they'll think, okay, these guys, this, is, this isn't going to be what it was five, six years ago. This isn't going to be 8-0. It's not going to be like that no more, because these guys are here to give 110%. Again, um, I, after this interview, one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to look at find out how you nominate someone for FIFA Manager of the Year, because as far as I'm concerned, travesty. If you're not involved in the conversation, travesty. James, anything else that you've got tucked away in your notebook, notebook of dreams? Just the last last question, uh, Thomas, uh, from me. Um, you're obviously willing to go and work anywhere in the world um, to to coach and to to improve, you know, the fortunes of of nations. And, the Warsaw and, job is available. The Warsaw yeah. job is available. Yeah, Leave the Warsaw you. job is available. UK, take it. You'll be a god. What 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 um you know it was almost like you are ticking off a footballing bucket list um with what you're doing. I know um. You, you, you said you've got ambitions of getting to the World Cup. And I think with the inflated 48-team uh, World Cup in 2026, as I believe that has been potentially earmarked as, as, as a possibility for, you know, certainly opens the door to more nations. I think uh, the increase in um, places available to African sides to nine, I think, mm -hmm. uh, from 2026. But what else is on the, uh, on, on the footballing bucket list, Tom? Um, what's the most, what do you think is the most uh, untapped uh, part of the world for <laughs> for football. Where where, yeah, where but, but, but who needs me, Tom Sunfet the most? Oh yeah, but I think many teams. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, no, but but for me it was never never the intention to be a globetrotter or traveler. I'm yeah. I'm a professional coach. Um, yeah. who, who, who loves his job, who speaks a lot of languages. I speak English, French, German. Uh, my mother language is Dutch, same like in Holland, so Flemish. I speak a little bit Arabic. Uh, I learned uh, Farish, uh, not very good, but I can still uh, speak some words in Farish. Uh, so I, 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 I can adapt in many places. Um, I'm, I'm verbally strong and, and that opened doors. And for one job, and to another job, you get easier offers from different countries. So it was never the intention to be a globetrotter and to, to, to touch every continent uh, in, in, in the world. When I say what, what's still on my bucket list, 
for 100% sure, I would love to go to the World Cup with a country because, and not going to the World Cup with a country as a goal, but I believe that with my approach, what I did also with Gambia, um, and also previous with Ethiopia, with Namibia and some other countries, um, I can uh, bring, and I focus now on an African country, I can bring an African country to a higher level and also to write history on the World Cup. I'm sure about that because the moment the Nigerias, the Ivory Coast, the Ghanas, the Cameroons, the Tunisias, the Algerias, the Egypts, the Morocco's, the moment they come in a World Cup, uh, they are not anymore the top nation as they are in Africa, but they are the Gambia of a World Cup. They are the underdog. And so these teams need a different approach when they reach the World Cup. In African football, they can play more offensive, more in ball possession, more uh, attacking football. And the moment I coach such a country or a stronger club, my philosophy will also change because people sometimes say, hey, Tom is a defensive coach. Yes, I'm a defensive coach. If, if the quality of my players compared to the quality of opponent demands that strategy, but if, if, if I have better players than the opponent, sure, I still will have a constructive uh, building uh, and not concede to easy goals, but I will play more offensive if my players are stronger than the opponent. But I believe when I can go to the World Cup, that also when I coach a country at World Cup level, I can go to second round, uh, quarterfinal and, and more. That's my ambition and that's my belief. On club level of and in, in country level, I still have somewhere in my mind two, 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 two ambitions, two dreams. I would love to work in a Latin American or Central American uh. Uh, country because of the passion of football um, where you win you are the king when you lose they kill you and, and that mentality <laughs> I like uh, that, that, that's, that's passion I talked and I, I don't think Brazil or, or Argentina are going to appoint me but maybe Ecuador, Bolivia Honduras, El Salvador or Venezuela Wait some up. country with passion of football and I believe that also these countries maybe I could guide to a World Cup uh, level um, and actually a national team in Europe uh, that's, that's always also on the list to prove in Europe what I did in other continents um, country like Faroe Islands, a country, uh, maybe there are some Eastern European countries or something like that uh, to, to also get results. And you never know uh, on club level, because I coach also several clubs in, in Europe, but also in, 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 uh, in Asia, in the Arab world and in, uh, in Africa. And to be honest, my club coaching statistics are even better than my, uh, my uh, statistics as a, as a national team coach. Uh, so, yeah, you never know if, if there comes an opportunity. At the moment, my focus is fully on Gambia. I have still a contract till 2026, um, but I have a, a step out close, what makes it easy if there comes really to the job of my dreams. Um, but, yeah, we take it from now. My focus is on Gambia, and we will see what the future brings. But there are still some things in my mind. But the most important thing is that I have fun in, in the job I do, and I'm a coach who wants to win, and 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 I want always to be the best. That's that's sometimes um, nerving for my family. That's sometimes stressing for people around me. Uh, but I want to win, and I want to be the best, and that's my motivation and my 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 work uh, ethic uh, is is always to improve myself so that I can improve also the team and the results of the team. Brilliant. I mean, the last the last two questions remain now, and then uh, then we're all that I can let you enjoy relaxing away as you are 
the the first one is uh, for me. I would I would personally, um, having spoken to you and and it's just confirmed everything that I thought. Great guy. Um, I, I would love to see you work with with, with Ellie. Um, I, I would, in fact, I would be um, it would be incredibly amazing to see that because there's two personalities. It would. It would, it would I could just see it a hundred percent. But aside from that, um, we're big England fans, myself and James. We go to all of the games, all of the time. We're members of the England Supporters Club, so, so we we go to watch our, our nation and our country because that's what we do. What are your thoughts on the England national football team at the moment? And do you think there's a, I mean, a lot of England fans at the minute talking about the World Cup saying, do you know what? We'll be happy with a quarterfinal, semi-final place because we think we should be targeting Germany 2024 for the Euros because that's more realistic, we believe. Uh, what do you think of the current crop of England players and, and how well do you think they can do? Um, yeah, England is already for... for... <laughs> Many decennia, one of the top countries in European football and a highly respected country in world football. The only problem always is that the moment there is a tournament, they don't perform in the crucial matches. And, and, and that's something very strange because all the players are used to play top-level football with their clubs in Champions League, in Europa League, FA Cup and in the league. Um, but naturally, in these kind of league matches or Champions League matches, they are supported by top players from foreign countries. The English yeah. Premier League uh, clubs, they have top English players. But Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But many times, the Sadio Mane is the Mo Salas, the the the, the Brynes, uh, the, uh, the, the Mares. And everyone, they are uh, are maybe the crucial players in the crucial moment to win trophies internationally, and and naturally you don't have them when you play as England, and and you have very good players, very talented players, um, and I think in in, in the last uh, World Cup and the last Euros, England really performed very well. But the moment people start thinking about winning that cup, something goes wrong. And yeah. Maybe it's a very good approach uh, from the public and, and the outside pressure, uh, the outside people, the media, not to put that extra pressure on the group. I don't believe that any country of the statute, the level of England, will go to a tournament without the ambition to win the cup. I think when you go to a tournament, you have to have somewhere in your mind the big goal is to win the trophy. And you don't need extra pressure from outside, from the fans, no extra pressure from the media, from sponsors. Because as a sportsman, you want to win every match and you want to achieve the highest. And maybe that can help the team. And the next thing is naturally trying to find the balance, not always having the best players, but having the best team. Um, players who who are uh, psychologically that strong. Um, I mean... 
you don't need if you play Manchester City or Liverpool or or Chelsea, you play ninety percent of your league matches. You play power play and you 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 win them easy. Even internationally, till the quarter final or till the semi final, you have almost never had problems. But when you come in a World Cup and you're gonna face. Uh, France, or you're going to face Argentina, or you're going to face Brazil, or or Spain, or Portugal, or Belgium, or Italy, you have problems. So you need a different type of players, and to 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 win these kind of matches, it's it's uh, psychological strong players. You need. I always say, we always want the Pirlo in a team, the guy who gives the passes, the brilliant player. But the Gattuso is very important. The, the guy who yeah. recovers the balls, who works, who who do the work rate, and you. Need need on certain positions this kind of players not only on the pitch but also outside the pitch to get that extra performance you, you can be a star player there are a lot of young star players but the nerves of these young players are sometimes not strong enough to to bring that cup home and i think as a selection if you are a national team coach you you don't have to select the best talent you don't have to select the best players but you have to have the best team in different circumstances, in for plan A, for plan B, for plan C, what happens if you play this team? What happens if you are one zero behind? Um, what are the situations? You always have to consider these things, and with a team performance, you can bring the cup home, not with an individual performance. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I mean, just before I hand over finally to James to tell our listeners about the competition we've got. Um, yeah, Gareth Southgate, we think since two thousand and eighteen, has started to try to do that uh, with Phillips unfancied player does the dirty work as it were um with people like that and, and more of a team the youth we've got coming through isn't just the top 16 to 18 they're, they're 30 35 of them that it's it's frightening we're in a, a we've been blessed with all the money in the world hopefully now we've got a manager who knows how to spend it if that if that analogy works but uh um tom for me personally and and i know for all of our listeners as well they'll love this um we want to t- say thank you so much for giving us your time. Congratulations on how well you're doing. Great person, great man, great guy. Um, before I hand it over to James to say his final bits to yourself, um, is there anything else you want to ask or add or anything like that? From my side? Yeah, why not? No, 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 no. It's a, it's a pleasure to be in your show. And if you need me in the future, I'm always uh, your guest. No problem. Uh, always welcome. Even we can have a dual talk with Ellie Hansen and and other people. We can't so do that. Would be, we can't. Yeah, um, would, would be would would be great because well, huge respect also for him and uh, for yeah. all the people in Fairwine. So uh, it's great to 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 be in your show. So I'm always open for any questions. Cool. And so yeah, obviously Tom. Uh, for just for me personally, I mean, I'm a, I'm a football nerd. Um, tactics, um, you name it, statistics. I I love all of that. So it's been a it's been a real pleasure um, to speak to somebody who's really, you know, quite literally in the thick of of it. You know, you, you're literally li- living my uh, my dream, uh, being an, an international globe trotting national team football manager. Um, Honestly, yeah. it, it, it's it, it's mad. You should write a book. You should write a book. Yeah, yeah there is already there. There is already a book in in Dutch. 
in 2015, uh, it's uh, it's only in Dutch, it's Trainers on the Grenze, what means Coach Without Borders, uh, came out in Belgium and in Holland. Um, and now there are some talks about uh, writing a new book. It's, I, I didn't write it, it was a ghostwriter who wrote it, it was on request from uh, a publisher. Uh, but there are some talks about maybe writing a book in, in English about my philosophy and also my experiences all over the world. Because, yeah, I think it's also... I got influenced by so many things. Um, uh, also, steps in my career let me change my philosophy because as a coach, you start with an idea and, and because of experiences in different countries, your philosophy changes. And I'm at this moment very much influenced by the, the old German influence before 2006 and, and, and also naturally the Italian philosophy of yeah, result orientated, very disciplined, uh, tactical, and and if you even look to because you like statistics, in the in the first three matches on the Africa Cup, we had in total one hundred and two percent ball possession. So from the three hundred percent, what you can have in in, yeah. in three matches, we had hundred and two, but we won two matches and we we drew one. Um, and and I, I always say from um, you can follow everyone's philosophy because now everyone talk about uh, tika taka and ball possession and creating opportunities. But I mean, you can work in the fifth division in England or in the seventh division or in in Luton Town or in in Hereford or I don't know where. You have to work with the player capacity you have. You don't have to be a copy of of a coach who who spent billions or or a football academy who developed players for twenty years in that style, you have to have a philosophy, uh, result-orientated the moment we talk about professional football, uh, what suits your team and your quality compared to the opponent, because you can have good players, but if the opponent has better players, your players are not good enough to, to win the game in ball possession. So, And that's very important. But I think for every coach and everyone who loves football, you make a development, you learn from things, um, you fail, you learn from it and you become stronger. And that's the most important thing in life, I think. I think that's a, a wonderful way to, to to round it off. Our listeners um, right now are in for an absolute treat uh, when, when this comes out early, early point of next week after we've uh, edited it and stuff like that. You talk about a book, Tom, if you ever need a writer... I'm right here, pal. I, I have uh, I have my I have my diplomas in writing with a little bit of humor. But anyway, uh, James, just a quick one for our listeners. What do our listeners need to do to get themselves an England ticket? Uh, yeah, we are giving away one ticket to England versus Switzerland at Wembley on the 26th of March. So if you want to win a ticket to uh, go to Wembley, watch England play against Switzerland, go to our Twitter page at TTM Sports Show or at TTM Sports. Like, share, subscribe, tag free your mates, and we, we hopefully will be sending you to Wembley. Absolutely. Fantastic. But uh, Tom, it's all from us here. Thank you, my friend. And we will speak very, very soon, no doubt. And James, that's all from me. And that's all from me. And we'll Thank see you. you again very, very soon. Thank you, James. Hello, sports fans, and thank you for listening to the TTM Sports Show. The sports podcast that's by the fans, for the fans. Where you can guarantee explosive debate, trending topics, big interviews and guests, and regular uploads. Proudly sponsored by Prestige Paving and Patios and Anstis Grounds and Gardens. So strap yourself in for the latest episode of the TTM Sports Show.
Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.